said on my Facebook group that I was going to open the show with that song. And what can I say? I'm a rebel of my word. What is up, people? This is Variety Bites on a Saturday night. I am Sean Williams, and I got a lot to talk about, and I started off with that song for a very good reason. I guess the, the, the saying, give the devil his due, well, it looks like this time it was Netflix that gave the devil his due. The show Lucifer that Fox canceled after three seasons. Netflix, due to the overwhelming social media revolution to have that show saved and picked up somewhere. Well, the voices were heard, and now Netflix will air season four of Lucifer. So, no cliffhanger ending. We will actually get answers that we were thinking after season three were never going to be answered. So, all is right in the world, and the, and right now, from what if you've seen on Twitter, many of the cast members are about as overjoyed as many of the fans are that this show is back on, myself included. So, I'm already starting to like Netflix a lot more now. And, of course, everybody is talking about how Kawhi Leonard wants out of San Antonio, and in the NBA, and supposedly wants to come to L.A. The only thing that's really got me that I can't seem to wrap my head around, what could have possibly happened that would have pushed Kawhi Leonard, who normally is not exactly the most vocal of people on any team, to just get so pissed off at San Antonio that he wants nothing to do with them. I mean, yeah, Popovich doesn't exactly do the press very well, but that's Popovich, and that's the press. Doesn't mean he's the same way with his players or management. But then it hit me, because since Kawhi got such a hard time about coming back from his injury, maybe it's not so much management that he had an issue with, Maybe it was the fact that it was the players that were giving him a hard time. I mean, I've heard that, in terms of LaMarcus Aldridge, that him and Kawhi don't exactly get along very well. Truthfully, I think if I had to pick between the two, I would rather, if keeping Kawhi and making him happy meant getting rid of Aldridge, I probably would have done that. Aldridge hasn't exactly been the impact player since coming to the team, so I'd I would get rid of him. As far as the Lakers go, look, at this point, anything that I hear is basically speculation and wishful thinking. Like LeBron or Paul George or Chris Paul. Which, by the way, Chris Paul 
wants a maximum contract with whoever picks him up, dude, you're injury prone. Good luck with that. You are not going to get a maximum contract when you have a track record of getting hurt every season. And every time you do, it's a bad one. <laughs> Don't believe me? Ask Houston what happened in, in their series with the Golden State Warriors. And how you were one game away from actually eliminating the defending champs and couldn't get through. Why? <laughs> because, well, you got hurt. And not only got hurt, you, re- you re-injured the same injury you had earlier in the season. So, here's the thing of what I think with the Lakers. Leadership. They don't have that. I mean, not, I'm not talking about a coach. I'm talking about a player to be the team leader. They haven't had that since Kobe. And that's a problem. Now, the fan in me would love to see LeBron come to L.A. I would love to see him take on being the leader of the team. But the things to consider is that he, while he's not exactly that old, he's got a lot of mileage for a guy his age and has played more playoff games than anybody else in the league right now. But also it's the fact that he's got a family and he has outside factors that'll determine where he goes or if he even stays in Cleveland. So that's part of the problem, but I would love to see him take on that leadership role. Paul George is a local guy. He's a California guy, so I'm not opposed to that, and he's, he's been vocal about wanting to come to the Lakers. One guy that I definitely don't want to see is Boogie Cousins. Sorry, but I just do not want Boogie Cousins in, in, the Lake, in a Laker uniform. I just feel like he's more of a headache than he's worth. I mean, all the stuff in Sacramento and everywhere else, I just don't think it's going to... I don't think he can get the job done. But, um... But as far as who would we give a... Who... Well, let's face it. We're not going to get any of these guys without giving something up. So it comes down to... Of a few names, Lonzo Ball... Ingram and Randall. Personally, I'd rather keep Randall. Ingram only if we're able to, but in terms of uh, Lonzo, I'd give him the heave-ho and half a heartbeat. And any team that would pick him up, I'd offer a shock collar for his little league dad from hell of a father. Then again, I'm not even convinced even that would shut him up. Yeah, as you can see, I'm not a fan of, of LeVar Ball and think he's a egomaniac. And also, he's an annoying pain in the ass that no team should have to put up with. But, that, but again, I, the Lakers have an opportunity to truly take their rebuilding to a whole new level. And let's face it, the Warriors are going to need some kind of competition, so at this point, every team should use this offseason to get better. And I saw The Incredibles 2 on on Thursday night, which 
You know, the only thing I regret about that movie is not the movie itself. It's that I didn't watch the first one first before seeing the new one, because I haven't seen the first Incredibles movie in years. And it's just hitting me that it's been 14 years since the first one came out. I mean, the movie was good, and picked up exactly where the, the last one left off, which Holly Hunter said in an interview, only in animation could you pull that, could you pull that off, where everything is exactly the same. Yeah, that, well, animation and Pixar in this particular case. One movie that hasn't been doing that well is that Hotel Artemis, which I haven't seen Jodie Foster in anything, but from what, I, from what I've heard uh, people say, as much as they like Jodie Foster, the one thing that is kind of a weakness of hers, accents. And in this case, having her having to do a Southpaw New York accent, yeah, that, that's not going to happen. But then again, I also, I don't blame just that on why the movie's not doing well. The marketing for that movie stinks. I didn't even know the movie was coming out until I saw a trailer for Super, or I saw the trailer when I was watching Super Troopers 2. But no, I don't think the, I mean, I don't think they did a good job advertising the movie, but then again, it was probably something I was going to wait for cable on anyway. So, Originals is about, like, the Originals in its final season is about five episodes away from, from wrapping things up. And the creators promised more significant deaths in the series. Uh, I'm just dreading who the heck they're going to kill off on that one. And I'm just worried that, unlike how they ended the Vampire Diaries, I just can't help thinking the way they're going to end the originals is just going to let leave me feeling dissatisfied and pissed off. I mean, I've seen plenty of bad season finales, or series finales for shows, that have left me just with a bad taste in my mouth. True Blood, How I Met Your Mother, Dexter, The Sopranos... All of them just felt like, what? Oh yeah, and even though I still found some way to laugh at it, the series finale for Seinfeld, I did not like that one at all. I don't know, just for a show about nothing, this one seemed kind of off. Anyway, going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Brian H. Waters, host of The Wrestling Room. And you are getting the raw, unfiltered opinion of Sean Williams. Now back to Variety Bites. That's my good friend Brian H. Waters. Check him out on Break It Down with Brian H. And, of course, him and my boy Dwayne Allen, good friends of mine. And, as I've said, wrestling knowledge personified the both of them. And Eric Bischoff's approved the wrestling realm. So make sure you check them out. Make sure you subscribe to them on YouTube. And of course, check out Break It Down with Brian H. on Podbean. Anyway, back to back to a, back to the rest of the show. One trailer that I saw when I watched um, The Incredibles 2 was 
Christopher Disney's Christopher Robin, which Ewan McGregor playing a grown-up Christopher Robin. And one day when he's in the park, he hears a familiar voice and he looks, and thanks to CGI, it's Winnie the Pooh. And through the trailer, you start to see Tigger, Eeyore, Piglet, and the rest of the gang from the Hundred Acre Wood. I gotta say, I feel like I'm gonna have to bring tissues and I'll be bawling my eyes out watching that thing. Not because I think the movie's gonna be sad or think that it's bad. It's because nostalgia and just remembering how much those characters meant to me. I mean, come on. Who can honestly say that that wasn't a... that Winnie the Pooh wasn't part of their childhood in some some shape or form? I mean... And especially the fact that it's the same voice of Winnie the Pooh. And just how... I mean, there was something so... I mean, you could just... Just from hearing the voice, you saw how... How humble, good-hearted, and just... The calming and kind that Pooh Bear was. Yeah, I know I'm getting mushy on talking about that one, but... Sue me. Even I can't... Even I can't be a hard ass all the time. But, yeah, I mean, I just, I think it'll be good. And I just think it's going to be, in terms of the, of heartwarming, it's going to be off the scale. Now, other news that we had happened, uh, a lot of, a lot of news for the CW, for the DC shows on the CW. Um, for those that are, that watch The Flash, um, Cecile, um, Joe's new girlfriend, and I guess you could say wife, or Joe West's, uh, girlfriend slash wife on The Flash, she will now be a series regular on the show, and now made official, Hartley Sawyer, a.k.a. Ralph Dibney, a.k.a. Elongated Man, has now been promoted to series regular on The Flash, which this is coming off the heels of the announcement that, that, that the actor who plays Wally West not only will not be a series regular on Legends of Tomorrow, but also will not be a regular on The Flash either. And supposedly the actor's moving on. You know, I'm not too broken up about this just because of the fact that ever since I started watching the Flash series, if it's in terms of the two different Flashes, Barry Allen or Wally West, I'm more a fan of Barry Allen and I'm a little biased just because he's been in the show since day one, but I don't know, I just like what Grant Gustin brings to the table as that character. And I still say that he's a better Flash than the one in the Justice League movie, but that's another story. And on Supergirl, turns out, um, those that are for those that are fans of the character Brainiac 5, a.k.a. Brainy, that act that actor and that character will now be a series regular on Supergirl. However, for the the sad part is for those that know the character Win, he's unfortunately um, been reduced to a recurring role, which kind of sucks. But eh, we've seen some casting changes take place over the last three seasons with that show. I mean, let's not forget when they had. Callista Flockhart on there as Cat Grant, and she's no, and that was only in season one, and now she's no longer on it. But 
you know, I mean, I still like what they're doing with with that show. So, plus, Melissa Benoist is just adorable as hell. And um, when she performed a number from from her musical on Broadway about Carol King, that girl's voice takes my breath away. I mean, that girl's got a set of pipes on her. She is just, she's got one hell of a singing voice. Then again, we did kind of get a sneak preview of that when she was on Glee for a short time. So those are a couple of things that have come out of, um, for the DC shows. I mean, I kind of knew that, I knew that the character of Ralph Didme was going to be sticking around. I mean, one of the creators of The Flash confirmed that, but this this now just makes it official. Kind of makes you wonder if the creators of The Flash even knew, had any idea that the character would become as popular. I mean, he's a significant part of the Flash comic book universe, but I don't think anybody anticipated that they were going to, that, um, that, that the fans of the show were going to take, were going to take to such a liking of the character. But, they did. So, I mean, hell, they were pretty vocal when they thought that they killed off the character during the, this past season. Luckily, he ended up being alive, thank God. And it, I think that ha- that helped make the season better, considering it wasn't exactly, um, I wasn't exactly a fan of this season. But it's still, but um, at least the finale didn't suck. One other movie I ended up watching over the last few days was the movie Tag. You know, I've been saying that as much acclaim as John Hamm gets for Mad Men. Who knew the guy could do such a good job in comedy? I mean, Ed Helms I already knew was good from the Hangover movies. Or movie, because I saw the first one, regretted the second one, and refused to see the third one to this day. And and the rest of the cast was good, but here's the thing I didn't know until after I, or before I saw the movie that day, on Friday, that Jeremy Renner had apparently broken his arms before the movie, and they had to CGI over the the casts. So he was kind of limited. He was limited in what he could do with his arms, but they actually CGI'd over that. I'm impressed by that. But then again, they did do that with uh, Henry Cavill in Justice League because he already had grown out a beard for the Mission Impossible movie, which... Saw the trailer for that, and I gotta say, how many more of these are they gonna make? But, then again, if Tom Cruise keeps doing the Mission Impossible movies and doesn't do another sequel to The Mummy, I'm good with that. Because, I'm sorry, that Mummy movie was a complete piece of crap. I mean, you're trying to squeeze in The Mummy, and then you're trying to squeeze in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and just... It's a laundry list of stuff that I'd rather not repeat because I don't want to relive how bad that movie was. Saw the trailer for The Nun, which is made by the same people that made the Conjuring movies, and there was a part at the end that of the trailer that that jumped out at me to the point where I actually spilled my drink on myself. Something that's never happened to me before, but at least now I can laugh at it, but 
I'm not big on those kind of horror movies. I mean, I've watched the Saw movies. I've seen other types of scary movies. This just this is just one of those where I avoid it just because I'm not a fan of The Conjuring or Anna Annabelle or any of those movies. The only thing, I mean, it falls in the same category as creepy little kids, which <laughs> if come if you think that that's a little much, look at Village of the Damned and The Omen, and then ask me that. And of course, Thursday I'm seeing uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. I'm not, I'm walking into that movie with kind of with low expectations. I'm really praying that they don't give me the same exact movie that I saw in the last one. I mean, I know at one point there was a part where, where they um. Where they're trying to save the dinosaurs on the island as a volcano is going up and erupting. And then it turns out later the human, that the government or other people in the movie want to weaponize the dinosaurs. And kind of stabbing Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard's character in the back. Which I gotta say, did you expect any less? Come on, look at the people that they've had in those movies. For the most part, they're jerks. So, at this point, they're kind of begging for the dinosaurs to eat them. But, um... And, of course, we got a couple weeks until Ant-Man and the Wasp comes out, which... Oh, I wish that movie would come out already, just because I'm... Not not just because I want to see the movie. I want to see how it ties in with what happened in Infinity War. And, I don't know, I'm just curious to see how they pull that off. I mean, they still gotta have it linked to that movie somehow, since those two characters weren't in it. And, of course, coming up, we got the MTV, now it's MTV Movie and TV Awards. And, of course, I've saw seen advertisements for the Teen Choice Awards, which... I don't mind with some of those if stuff that I like wins an award, but for the most part... I kind of stopped caring about those award shows a long time ago. I think the only one that I'll watch nowadays is probably the Golden Globes and the Oscars. I mean, I've never cared about the Grammys. I've never cared about um, many music awards shows. And I know later on when they do the MTV Video Music Awards, kind of seems ironic considering MTV doesn't really play music videos anymore. I mean, most of the time their shows are all ridiculousness and... Jersey Shore, or some reincarnation of it. So, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I always read the winners list just to see if anything that I liked won. I'm not. Ex- I'm not sure what I'll expect with this one. Although, I mean, Black Panther and Avengers: Infinity War are both in the best movie category. So, curious to see what which one of if one of those pulls it off, but. Usually, the the best movie category always ends up going to something I don't like. Although in the TV categories, it'd be nice to see if Riverdale got a couple on the on the MTV one. Which, considering that demographic, it'll it'll probably happen. And uh, watching a commercial for for drop the mic. Which speaking of which, I watched uh, James Corden do that and. He actually won, although 
Although I gotta say, seeing Ashton Kutcher try to rap battle is kind of amusing. But then, and then they had uh, as a guest judge, uh, they had P Diddy come out and announce Corden as the winner. Well, they kind of dodged a bullet because if he rap battled both of them, he'd eat them alive. But um, that was that was kind of a surprise, and supposedly. Corden's doing the show in London next week and does a carpool karaoke with Paul McCartney because I've been hearing that talked about. And apparently during during that segment, they actually got out of the car and greeted fans and Paul McCartney actually took pictures with some some fans. You know, it's amazing how after all these years, after all that time, he's gotten so... It's like, I don't know, I think... The fame of his music, as well as when he was, when the Beatles were were playing together, that it's like he's gotten used to it, and he still remains ever so humble about it. I mean, you don't get that with many people these days, but that that's one of those traits that you can't help but admire, and it's something very admirable that Paul McCartney still is still is like that with with his adoring fans. And of course, last but not least that I wanted to talk about, of course, this week we had E3 taking place. And some video games being mentioned. But, I gotta tell you, I think the one that probably surprised me the most, I know probably, I know that there's more announcements um, for uh, games that, that were announced, but for me this is the one that, I guess for nostalgia purposes, just stands out to me. That after all these years, they're actually going to release another Battletoads game, which I have not seen since the Super Nintendo days. <laughs> and that, and, or correction, the last Super Nintendo game that I had seen involving the Battletoads was Battletoads and Double Dragon. Which was also the only game where you could actually select any of the three Battletoads. Since it seemed every other game had one or two of them of the other two kidnapped, and you could only select one. Not that it was a bad thing, it was just kind of annoying. Because you want to at least have more of an option, and this one didn't really give that. <laughs> one other memory I remember having about Battletoads was... Does anybody remember around... in the old, the old days, like in the 80s, early 90s era, when around thank, on Thanksgiving... They would have, it was on Thanksgiving and the day after, they had, they aired cartoons, and they weren't normally the ones you would usually see. They were pilots of cartoons that they were hoping would take off and become a series. Battletoads was one, they made one of this video, short-lived video game called Bubsy. They made one of the incredible Crash Dummies, and there's a there's a few that I'm probably leaving out, but they used to do this, and it was like a trial run to see if any of these cartoons would take. Given most of the time, they didn't. And I remember um, I was excited that they were making one of Battletoads and that they aired that episode, and then I watch it and I'm just like, what the heck is this? That's when I realized if I wanted more entertainment out of Battletoads, I'll just play the video game. And so right now, as a term, I'd say something about 
TV shows and sports, but, well, the only two shows that I have um, going on that are, well, haven't wrapped up yet is Originals and Supergirl, and Supergirl wraps up on Monday. And Originals, like I said, still has five episodes, but then I'm going to have to have a long wait until until the fall until the fall when the shows come back on but at least by then football have started up and I'll at least have that also we'll be past the all-star break with baseball so things will start to get interesting then I was listening to the radio the other day and I saw this list that was talking about best movies for Father's Day like that involved a father-son kind of relationship or father with his kid kind of relationship one movie that was mentioned was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That was the one with Sean Connery playing Indiana Jones's father, and he kept referring to Indiana Jones's junior. Yeah, I can understand that one. One other that was on the list, which I'm kind of puzzled by, is The Empire Strikes Back. I get the I am your father thing, but he did cut off Luke's hand and... Luke didn't exactly accept that he was his father at that time. I think, if anything, Return of the Jedi probably would have made more sense. Because that was with Vader's ultimate sacrifice and saving Luke. And that was when Luke finally accepted that Darth Vader was, in fact, his father. So, I, I don't know if Empire Strikes Back strikes as a good father-type role. But, or movie. And one other one was The Godfather, which I'm like... Um, didn't he send off Michael and also Sonny had gotten shot? I don't know. I'm just saying, but yeah, I maybe do a degree. One movie that I'd probably say just because of the, of the end, the end scene of the movie was Field of Dreams. And if you've seen that movie, you know what I'm talking about with, I mean, it was just a heartwarming moment and you know what I'll throw another one out there and I can't believe this didn't make the list what about frequency and I know my mom will agree with me on that one because she loved that movie and by the way I still get teared up at that movie because of yeah James Caviezel who's a great actor I mean person of interest he was good on but I also loved him in the remake of The Count of Monte Cristo but he was good in that as the grown-up son and Dennis Quaid as his father I mean that was a good movie I mean, the TV show was decent too, but it didn't really, I don't know. I guess it didn't take off like they had hoped, but, yeah, movies, or TV shows based off of a movie are kind of hit or miss, and vice versa with movies that are based off of TV shows, with the exception of The Fugitive and maybe SWAT, but those are the only two exceptions. Anyway, it's getting late, people. I want to thank you for listening to this show. Make sure you check me out on YouTube, and also... Check me out on, or subscribe on iTunes, and I'll have more this week for Variety Bites, and of course for the Shark Attack, because uh, for the Shark Attack we'll be talking, of course, about Money in the Bank, and um, NXT TakeOver Chicago, which took place tonight, so I'll have more on that this week. Until then, thank you again for listening. This has been Variety Bites. I am Sean Williams, and I am out of here. Have a good Saturday night, and happy Father's Day to all fathers everywhere and especially to my own dad. Thank you, and of course also to my brother who is celebrating his first Father's Day ever. So, 
Mad props to all fathers everywhere, and enjoy the re- weekend, and and good night now. I was around when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and pain. Made damn sure the pilot washed his hands and sealed his fate. <laughs>
drink their milk.